This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at the BatmanUniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Batman Universe Comic Podcast, Season 15, Episode 9. This is Ian. This is Steph. And this, oh my God, Steph, what's that? That was so... This is Steph, I'm so excited to be here. There we go, and this is Theo. And we're happy to bring you our reviews and Greater Gotham commentary and listener feedback this week. As you may have just heard... We don't have any news, although I will say that DC is publishing a lot of new comics for this Dawn of DC initiative. And part of me really wishes that instead of doing like two to three new Batman titles every month for the last two years, they'd done one new Batman title every month and one new non-Batman title every month. And then people wouldn't have complained at me so much on Twitter. Why are they complaining to you? Well, I was trying to convince them to stop being dicks about Batman because <laughs> they're like, oh, I hate Batman. I hate Batman so much. Batman sucks. And I'm like, OK, you know that you are trying to get people to read Hawkman series and there's lots of Batman fans. And if you're a jerk about their favorite character, why would they want to try your favorite character? It's true. You should be I- nice. This is my belief. I think that if you really want to get people to come enjoy what you enjoy and have more sales, you should not be a jerk about their favorite character. But this person did not agree with me and was a jerk, so I blocked him. Yeah. Yeah, my sister used to yell at me when I wouldn't want to do what she wanted to do. I was like, oh, wow, now that you've yelled profanities at me, of course I want to do the thing with you. Not. It was the next. Yes. <laughs> anyway. This this has been a PSA for people who like characters other than Batman. Don't be a jerk to Batman fans because there's lots of us and we might buy your thing if you're nice. Always be yourself unless you can be Batman. Then always be Batman. That's correct. <laughs> Even if you hate him. <laughs> <laughs> so, this episode we just have our one review of batman number 135 which is also batman number 900 right number one it's a 
big fat issue and actually doesn't have a backup. The whole story is extra pages, but it's all one story. So well, we it doesn't shall... need a backup because the backup is merging with the main story. Correct. So <laughs> before we get too many spoilers, let's get started with Batman number 135 slash 900. Written by Chip Zdarsky, and we have a three-man art team with uh, Mike Hawthorne, who's been the artist for most of this arc, and then Mikhail Hanin, uh, the artist who's done tons of stuff with Tom King, and, um, of course, our favorite, Jorge Jimenez, coming back for many great splash pages. So, here we go with Batman number 139. The issue begins in the subterranean world of Arkham, beneath the Elseworlds Gotham City, as Batman climbs up from the ground and wraps the bloody stump where his right hand once was. He stumbles out searching for Red Mask, uh, known as Darlin' Holiday in this universe, and the Joker in our own. On the streets of Gotham, Holiday's Plan B, Batman stopped Plan A last issue, is in full motion. Leatherwings carrying gas fly around the city, infecting citizens with multiversal poison. Jewel and Selina Kyle, both wearing gas masks, fight the man-bat-sized Leatherwings. Below, Batman cauterizes his wound. Meanwhile, Darwin and this world's punchline use the multiversal energy created by the poisoned citizens to power up a machine that will transform Darwin into a true Joker like his multiversal counterparts. At Athena Tower, a building owned by Halliday, this world's Alfred Pennyworth tries to contact his wife, Dr. Leslie Tompkins, to no avail. While the wealthy partygoers socialize safely indoors, Alfred attacks the guards, keeping them in, steals a gun, and plans to head outside so he can save as many Gotham citizens as possible, including his wife. Darwin prepares to use his machine, which now has enough power to send him directly to the moment when the Joker was created instead of just inside the mind of one of his multiversal counterparts. Darwin uses the machine, transporting to that moment in The Killing Joke. Instead of a cackling Joker, Darwin sees himself reflected back. Suddenly, Darwin is propelled back to his own Gotham, unchanged. Batman fights his way through Darwin's Arkham guards while Catwoman and Jewel continue to battle Leatherwings up above. Firefly joins the battle, called to aid by Selina. While they barely hold on, Alfred opens the doors to Athena Tower, letting the citizens below rush to safety. Back at Holiday's headquarters, Darwin gets word that the machine is ready to use again. He prepares himself, letting it be known that while he's admired and loved in this world, he wants to tap into his full potential as a Joker beyond love and hate, someone who is the epitome of obsession. Darwin gets back in the machine, transporting once more to that puddle in the rain. He tells Joker that he wants to break the way Joker breaks, and Joker fires back that maybe it was Darwin who broke the Joker with his needs. Just then, three Jokers walk away from the puddle in the rainstorm, which is a nice reference to Three Jokers for those who enjoyed that particular story. Darwin unhooks himself from the machine, shocked and appalled at what had just happened. He tells Punchline that he can't become the Joker. He merely creates them. Just then, Batman enters, knocking out Punchline. 
Batman realizes he can help the would-be hench girl to Joker, but he she's just as obsessed as Darwin is. The two battle, but Darwin is now empowered with multiversal energy, making him lightning quick. When Batman tells Darwin he's crossed worlds to stop him, Halliday responds that his job is to make Jokers with Batman, that if it weren't for Batman, there would be no Joker. When Holiday tries to dig that verbal knife in, Batman tells him he's learned from this world that one without Batman is still full of monsters. Alfred, Jewel, and Selina enter the room, tying up Punchline. Darwin runs through his machine and enters the multiverse. Batman coaxes information from Punchline by treating her with kindness and uses that information to learn how to track Darwin. Batman has a moment with this world's Alfred. Alfred tells Batman that he can't do it alone, to which Bruce asks his Elseworlds father figure to join him, saying that he needs guidance away from the dark. Alfred can't leave this world. Here, he has a purpose and a city to save, and he can team up with Jewel to save it. Selina then approaches Batman, asking him why he didn't ask her to join him. Batman tells her that he has a Selina, but he can't end his crusade until injustice and crime end. Before Batman can prepare to enter the multiverse safely, Selina kicks him, disappointed with his answer. Batman flies through the multiverse without his safety belt, using only a tracker to find Darwin. First, Batman lands in the world of the Batman 1989 movie. Joker has been revived, and Batman meets with his Michael Keaton counterpart. Before the two can talk much, Batman is then thrust into another dimension, this one of the famous Batman Red Rain storyline, where Batman and Joker are vampires. A revived vampire Joker and Batman tangle, but then once more, Batman is thrust through a series of dimensions. Touching upon the Arkhamverse games, uh, Batman the Animated Series, the Silver Age Batman, and Batman Beyond. In the Beyond universe, Batman meets with an elderly Bruce Wayne who gives him a halt disc that will send him back to the universe when the time is right. It's also in this universe where Batman has fully realized that Darwin is resurrecting Jokers throughout universes where Batman has been freed of his archenemy, locking them once more in eternal battle. Before the two can confer much longer, a revived Joker Beyond breaks into the Batcave, and Batman is once more thrust into the multiverse. Hopping through the new adventures of Batman and Robin, Kingdom Come, Injustice, and the world of the 60s television show, Bruce Wayne meets all of his counterparts briefly, realizing that the resurrected Jokers are worse and more sadistic than ever. In the 1960s universe, an Adam West Batman hands him a utility belt. Batman leaps once more, falling into the world of Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. Batman tussles with an older version of himself before he can tell his otherworld self that he's here to help. The older Batman gives Bruce a new hand and a new uniform. Batman leaps once more, finding Darwin in some destroyed Gotham City where a Joker shark swims around at the end of the multiverse. The shark eats these remnants of Gotham, symbolizing Darwin being consumed by his thoughts of the Joker. Darwin sends Joker fish at Batman, but Bruce battles against them, digging into his utility belts given to him by his 1960s counterpart to find Dark Repellent, which saves the day. After defeating the shark, Batman then confronts Darwin. He tells Darwin that he is realized without Batman, Joker would always be evil. There would always be a sad, pathetic man committed to the act of destruction and obsession just without the gimmicky outfit. Batman knocks Darwin out and then uses the Holt disc to send Halliday back to his own universe. Alone at last, Batman, at the end of the universe, realizes that these last few years he has been slipping. A light illuminates the darkness, 
and Tim Drake Robin arrives. Batman and Robin hug, and Bruce thanks Tim for rescuing him once more. So, off the top, what do you think that Chip Zdarsky is saying about Batman in this story? Oh, Lee. What's your favorite panel? No, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm asking the real questions. <laughs> What's your favorite it's Batman? The simple, the simple answer, and, and, and Steph, you can steal it if you want. No, go ahead. <laughs> simple answer is a lot. <laughs> well, say more. Oh, gosh. Um, well, I don't want to say Batman needs a Joker because that's gross. I don't like that answer. But I don't know. Evil is pervasive, but Batman can manage it. I don't know. Batman is super. Batman. There's a Batman for everybody. I don't know. Go ahead, Theo. (laughs) Be more introspective than me, please. (laughs) It was just a lot. I I mean, I I, I, I truly think that he could have told the story without all of the hop, skipping, the jumping. It was just. It was just a lot. It, 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 of course, it was nostalgic, and and of course, you know, Bruce meeting Adam West Bruce was just perfect. But I, I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. By the time I got to the end, I guess the idea of reading it analytically to try to get what Chip was trying to do was just gone. But I will say shock repellent was just shift kiss. Maybe that's what he's saying. The Adam West Batman is the most powerful Batman. I mean, I think there might be an element of that. I would read that. I I think that's brilliant. I mean, that's the kind of thing I really like about Zdarsky. He's still got some of that puzzle construction writer in him, which I think is a lost art in a lot of writing today. And so I really appreciate that setup and payoff. I think what he's saying with that is that even the Batman that we might think of as silly and maybe weak or street level can be the one that can save the day because of of humor. We can laugh and and defeat evil. We don't we don't have to be grim and dark and tortured to fight evil. We can be jokey and silly and still be able to do our part in the battle against those who prey on others. And you, honest, and you honestly think it took all of those pages to do just that? Well, no, that's just the that's just the Batman sixty six part. Like in terms of what I think, so I, I have to credit some of my buddies on other Batman servers for this. I was talking because I had a similar reaction. This felt kind of weird. I couldn't quite figure it out. It felt very like a huge kitchen sink that Jim Sadarsi was just throwing everything into. You know, um, but someone really pointed out to me one of my friends said that there is this obsession since Alan Moore and the Batman 89 movie to say that Batman created the Joker in some way, that it's Batman's fault that Batman escalates the villains. And I think I have always been uncomfortable with that and, and I didn't like it, but it's been hard to articulate. And I think that's partly because I think it's better to look at Batman as a a flawed because Batman is a flawed person. He's a he's a person after all, and all person people are flawed. But he's he's a response. He's not an instigator. He doesn't instigate evil. He's a response to evil. And 
in general, he's a response that is inspirational. He inspires us to do good. And I think that Alan, one of the reasons, and I've said this on Stella's um, great episode about the killing joke, that I hate the idea that Batman and the Joker are tied together so closely, that they have more in common with each other than Batman has with the people he tries to save, like Jim and Barbara Gordon. And I think that's what Alan Moore was trying to say, and I find that utterly repellent. A Batman who cares more about a sadistic mass murderer than about a man who tries to do his best in a corrupt system, and his daughter who is inspired to put her life on the line to to save people. Uh, a man who has more in common with sadistic mass murder than those people is not a man I find admirable or inspirational at all. I hate that Batman. And I think Zdarsky does too. I think there's a reason that he so heavily referenced the killing joke here, but I think he's rejecting it. He's saying there will always be evil, and Joker is a symbol of that evil, and Batman is a right response. Again, a flawed response, but a right response to that evil. So, so I think, to give credit to my friend who, who inspired this, I think that's what Zdarsky's trying to say. He's trying to break us out of the cycle that Alan Moore tried to lock it. Well, and Alan Moore wasn't necessarily trying to do this. It was out of continuity when he did it. But locking us into the cycle of the Batman being responsible for the Joker. And I think that Chip Zdarsky is saying, no, he's not. He is the right response to evil. We should stand up and help other people. So yeah, I think, I think that's what he's trying to say. And I like that. I'm not sure that it was all necessary to get that message across, but I think that message is a good one. I just got to applaud that because that was just, I don't know, maybe, maybe I read it at the wrong time. I just, that was a lot. I did, I, and it's like I said before, he, he probably, like you just said also, he probably could have done that without so much. I mean, that's kind of my next question. What is your next okay. question? My next question is, this is an extra extra big issue. I think it's probably about twice as long as a normal comic. Does it feel like every moment is essential and necessary and exciting, or does it kind of feel padded? And I think we've kind of answered that already, but let's be explicit about how we feel about that. One more time. Did it need to be Does this it feel padded or a tight plot? I feel like... So there are some characters that we're getting a kind of a good look at. Their their character development, for what it's worth, is coming full circles. So we got Alfred finally being the Alfred that this world needs. We've got um crap, what's her name? Doctor. Leslie Tompkins. Leslie being the doctor she always was and being fabulous. Selena becoming the hero that Bruce knows she can be. Not really. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, um, what's her ugly butt? Alexis punchline, not being the crazy psychopath she is in our world. So maybe there's hope for Alexis. Maybe I don't know. know. Um, who would you compare Jewel to in in real Gotham, Gotham Prime? Honestly, I think Jewel is a setup for Zdarsky trying to create his own Robin. <laughs> I was thinking Jewel reminded me, like, I, for the longest time, I thought Jewel was, was Julie, was, um... No, oh, yeah, Julie not, Madison. Oh. No, not Julie Madison. Um, oh, Julia. Julia. Julia, yeah. That's yeah. who I thought she was for a while. Um, 
I feel like it, no, I feel like this is padded, but I feel like it's a 900 issue that's a bit of fan service. That was enjoyable. Did I think, no, it did not need to be this long. This is definitely padded, but it was fun. I mean, especially as someone who's me, like I didn't, I wouldn't have been able to give you the names for all of them, but I think I at least recognized the art style and could have told you generally what that was from. Like, oh yeah, that's the one from that weird future plot. Like, yeah, you know, I, I vaguely recognize them. And of course, the shark spray. That was fantastic. The moment he gave Batman the belt, you knew the shark spray was coming up. <laughs> but it was so well done. It was so well done. Um, it was well done. And then he punches him in the face. I don't know. Like, and it being so long, by the time Tim gets there, it's like really satisfying. And you're just, you're almost, you're almost as irritated and worn out as Batman is. Cause you're like, okay, this was really long. I'm glad this is finally over. Oh, look, it's Tim. Oh, sheezy. Now Batman has lost his mind again. Dang it. <laughs> At the end, we got Zor and R. And then, just, I don't know, maybe that was my least favorite part because I finally felt like I could breathe. And then, nope, you can't. I, I, I really, and I hope I'm not jumping into another question, but I really hope that that's not a sign of the future. So you I mean, hope it isn't, but do you think it will be? Yes. Hope not. Uh, I hope not. I am. I am going on hope, not on what I expect. I am going on hope. I mean, the the backup was was great in how it developed the origin, but I'm kind of done now. I would say that I do think this is a bit padded. I understand it's trying to function as a celebration of, you know, 900 issues of Batman. And, but the thing is, it mostly deals with adaptation properties like the TV show, the cartoons, the, um, the 89 movie. Um, there are a couple comics, of course, like um, ba- Dark Knight Returns, but it's mostly uh, movie versions or TV versions. Um, so that felt like a bit odd in I terms say of mostly. I would say the TV versions maybe got a little bit more real estate, but I would not say mostly television. Well, I'm including cartoons in that. Mm. Mm. I disagree. Hmm. Well, that is my impression, but um, it could just be a matter of emphasis. Yeah, like I said, the real estate of the TV ones was definitely more, but the the number of references to old comics i think was higher okay that's fair that's fair i think zadarsky has we so this is only the second arc that zadarsky's done maybe the third if we're going to count the knight maybe the fourth if we count his uh cheer arc but that was what way before he was planning on something but i think that the way he wrote uh the knight and these two arcs I don't think he's including details um, that he doesn't plan to pick up later. So I do think that we're going to see a big Zurinar arc. Because I think that for Zdarsky, Zurinar represents... It's sort of like what Azrael represented in the 90s. A Batman who does go too far. A Batman who is too brutal and too dark. 
And I think Zdarsky wants to pull Bruce, our Batman, back, and Zurinar serves as a contrast. Um, Do you think, so, so, so by the end, Batman is tired and broken and beaten, and multiple personality disorder, or whatever the politically correct term for it is, is your your brain protecting itself. Do you think if it is Zornar, it is more of a... Per- I mean, I guess that's what he is anyway, but it's more of a Batman is shattered and broken kind of multiple personality thing? Or do you think it's just Zornar taking charge for some reason and we don't know why yet? I think that we probably need to... So either... Zdarsky thinks that Zurinar is not a psychological phenomenon, but it's more like Barbados, like an entity floating along in the universe that attached itself to Batman. Mm. Or there's more that we need to learn that Zdarsky is going to reveal. So I think there's more going on, or we have to kind of infer that Zurinar is like a mind virus. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favorite of? The multiversal Easter eggs. Or all of us just going to say the uh, shark repellent. <laughs> I, mean, I love Terry McGinnis. I mean, I'll admit there's not a lot of good Batman Beyond stories that I've written. <laughs> but I love the show. And I just, and I love that Bruce thought that was him. And he's like, nope, <laughs> I'm not you. Um, And it was kind of fun seeing Jack Nicholson in a Batman book. <laughs> You know, I think I'll say Frank Miller because one, pretty sure that was him and his drawing Frank Miller. Right? It was. Yes. So that was just fun to see that. Um, and I, I don't know. I feel like the, the, this, the Frank Miller Batman is kind of the closest to what our Batman would be when he got older. So this is kind of the closest to his, well, yeah. I like the Frank Miller Batman. I don't read the stories. I think they're blah. But the Batman's character is fine. I like him. But you love the shark repellent. I love the shark repellent. The shark, the awful shark was worth it to get the shark repellent. Well said. <laughs> I I didn't have a favorite one. By, by that time, you know, it, it was mostly Zadowski saying and, and I zipped through this time and I zipped through that time, blah, 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 blah. And so I was just kind of done with it. And so at that point, I'm just flipping pages. Oh, uh, oh, 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 okay. Shock repellent. There we go. So, no, not, re- not really a favorite one. Again, I, I think he could have got to the same end point with, I understand why the extra pages were there. But, you know, I'm always fussing about page count. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think this is like a three-issue arc in terms of how much story is actually necessary, and it would have been more satisfying at that length. Um, this is functionally a six-issue arc, even though it's only five issues, because this is a double-sized issue. I think my favorite would be 66, just because it's so well-constructed, and I really like what it's saying thematically, that... A lot of fans want to distance themselves from the goofiness of the 66 Batman show. But I think it's nice to be able to look back and say there's still something about Batman that's valuable 
in that, even if it's not cool. I like that. And, you know, I I mean, that was my first Batman when I was four or five years old. And he was accessible to me as a kid. And he was friendly and he was kind. And, yeah, he was hokey. But I think he embodied the kindness that gets lost a lot in the comics. That I feel like has been transferred to Dick a lot. But, like, that's how Batman should be, too. That's why the animated Batman is so great. And I really do think that Zdarsky is trying to pull Batman more in that direction. So I think that's a good thing. Adam West was a sweetie pie. I don't know if I would be completely for that. Well, I mean, obviously not. Like, he's not going to resurrect the Batman 66 incarnation, but I think he's going to pull back from the really dark Batman that we sometimes see. So this is sort of a a future-aimed question. So we know from advertising that Batman and Catwoman are going to cross over and have a conflict. How do you feel about the way Selina is upset with Bruce for not wanting to choose her and sort of kicks him into the multiverse without a tether? Um, How do you feel about that in the story? And how do you think that's going to affect our story going forward? I didn't love it. That was a dick move. Can I say that? Is that a PG-13 phrase? That was a dick I move. I mean, I already said that you did. earlier. <laughs> this so and so you anyway, what did it, he say that pissed her off? I didn't go with you because I already have a Catwoman. And... I think she wanted him to stay with her, and he said no. That's very childish. I don't know. I feel yeah, like... That, I feel that's- like Selena can be childish about things, but I also feel like, I don't know, she's would respect another man's woman. I don't know. <laughs> well, you got to remember, that wasn't his Selena either. Exactly. So. Like, he doesn't have an Alfred anymore. He can get discount Alfred. That's fine. But. I kind of wanted Alfred to go back. I really did. I thought that was going to be it. I thought that's how Bam- or that's how he would go back into the our universe. I totally thought that. But then, but then he would abandon his wife. That would be uncool. Could- but was she still alive? Because they never found her. She could be dead. She could. Yeah. And, and 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 if you notice, he was talking about helping Jew. That's true. He did, he, he did not mention finding Leslie that I can remember. I think he says something about that when he's walking out. He's like, I got to find my wife. Anyway, I, w- I, w- I was hoping that he would have come back. Even like, yes, I, 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 I'll come back with you, my boy. What were your questions? What was what? what I didn't I did not like that. She kicked him. I don't think that was a very silly thing. And I think that was his mistake is that. He's like, I know you, even though you're not my Selena, because he keep reminding himself she's not my Selena. But I think that like he he still thought she's thinking like my Selena, she acts like my Selena, and she doesn't. But I don't see what this Selena will have to do with his universe of Selena, like the conflict. So it'd be really okay. childish and petty of him to say another version of you kicked me. You know. I read this great comic a few years ago that was like Every man has to, in a relationship with a woman, has to learn the phrase, I'm sorry for what I did to you in your dream last night. <laughs> like, that'd be really petty. 
Is that a written rule? No, it's not. Okay. Oh, I guess it's my turn. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it wasn't his Selena. I mean, there was a lot that she did throughout the arc that really confirmed that even though she did some Selena type stuff, she wasn't actually Selena either. So, yeah, I'm kind of ca- happy she kicked him out. I don't think Gotham could take two Selena. Oh, that gosh. Been a it's got two Catwoman. Oh. Does it really? Yeah, it's I'm, got, we've I'm, got Aiko no, and we've got Selena. Aiko's the one with the horrible, the horrible costume. Oh, that's the one I always keep saying when I see it on the cover. I'm like, oh, that's terrible. What terrible costume? Yep. What a terrible costume. I think that, again, it feels too deliberate to not be a setup. I think that Bruce is going to come back pretty scarred. Mm-hmm. Um from this, even though somehow he got his hand back, it seems. Batman Batman <laughs> returns no. Old Frank which Miller was, Batman built him a new hand. Which was weirder. Bruce getting his hand back or Alfred. I mean they're both super goofy, but at least this was quick. <laughs> Instead Alfred of Alfred being like, my hand's been frozen for a year and I just put it back on because yeah. that's definitely how you can do that. Ew. Yeah, Alfred lost his in Snyder's run. And then all of a sudden, Tom King pops up and duh, it's back. It's back. It's fine. It's been sitting on ice. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> before I go on a rant about how dumb that was, <laughs> let me ask um, we finally get our boy Jorge Jimenez back, and he does a lot of different art styles than his normal style. Uh, how did you feel about all those different art styles he did? Well, I mean, not to do just Jimenez, but so I was actually uh, okay. Who's the main guy? Mike Hawthorne. Okay, Hawthorne and Jimenez. No, Hawthorne and Janine, Janine, mm-hmm. whatever, are so drastically different. Having them do the same scenes and the same character, I found that to be ridiculous. Like, it's just so completely different. Like, Hanin's is gorgeous and beautiful, and Selena is really attractive, and and everything looks so good. And then, I mean, there's nothing terrible about Hawthorne's. It's just. When you compare the two, it's like apples and gourmet candy apples. <laughs> I don't know. And then Jimenez is it's just really I mean, he does a very good job. Like the I would say the the, the stylized flashbacks are instantly recognizable for what they are. They're really well done. And it's a little heartbreaking. That you have Jimenez, whose style is beautiful, not do his style. But he's also incredibly good at imitating the other people. Who's the Batman that's just kind of sitting with his legs spread? That was Arkham Knight. Is that Arkham Oh, right. The big long ears. I, can, I recognize that now. Okay. okay. Kelly Jones ears. Okay. Didn't he die? 
Um, yes. Spoiler. I have no intention of playing them. I own them, and I don't want to play them. <laughs> oh, wait, Kelly Jones or Batman? No, the Batman in Arkham Knight. Oh. Batman Knight. Oh, my God. No, Steffi. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of Tim Sale. He did die. He did die. Yes, he died. R.I.P. Uh, what do you think, uh, Theo? Um, that was long. What was the question again? Oh, Jorge, right? Jorge um, on the, on all the Jorge is, uh, is uh, all the different styles he was doing. I mean, it was it was okay. I mean, he he did a good job of of imitating those this, those styles, and and I was okay with that. But again, by that by that point, I was kind of done. I mean, they would make they would make nice pictures to hang on the wall, but um, I think I am more of a fan of Jorge's own style than his imitating style. And I'm just realizing he did the final hug between Tim and Bruce. So that's actually quite wonderful. Of course. That's marvelous. I'm glad he got to do that. Um, I, I think that I'm kind of with Steph. I kind of wanted to see Jorge in all his glory um, and seeing him do all these uh, sort of pastiches of other artists' styles. It's impressive and fun, but... I just like Jorge's style, you know? I like Jorge being Jorge. Lastly, do you think this issue is going to stand out as like a landmark issue, or do you think it's just going to be another issue in the run? Huh? Hmm. Well, landmark. Because when you kind of look through the flashbacks, or not the flashbacks, the other worlds, like, does this story line up with the iconicness that are all those stories? And I'm not sure it does. That is not a slight on Zadarsky at all. Everything Zadarsky has done has ranged from pretty good to, oh my gosh, this is great. Like, I think, I think, uh, oh crap, what was the story we all loved? <laughs> the, the, the black book version? What is it? Uh, the night, the night, yeah, yeah. That if that, oh, I really hope that becomes like a part of everyone's Batman library. Um, but this story and this this ending in particular, I think it's fun. I think diehard fans would like to have this just to be like, oh, look at all this, look at all this stuff. And the reunion is really, really great. But I just don't know if as a story. This is in any way really super iconic or memorable. Because like we said, it's, I guess it's the creation of all Jokers? Or, I don't know, not really. It's the resurrection of a lot of them, which is very frustrating. Uh, and just for our universe in particular, it's not going to have that much resonance? I don't know. So it's just hard. To, I don't know. I think it's an opinion thing. Everyone's going to be different. I don't know. I don't know how to answer your question. I don't. I don't think this is something that I would be more gung ho about than anything else he's done. It definitely isn't landmark. I mean, and quite honestly, I don't think, despite the format, I don't think DC meant for it to be because 
quite honestly, if if it was supposed to be landmark, then it wouldn't be Batman one thirty five slash nine hundred. They would have been just promoting that book as the nine hundred historical issue of Batman, and it's it's just you know I, it, it looks like something Marvel would do. Oh yeah, this is issue. This is issue. Blah blah blah. Legacy, whatever. And the story itself didn't seem landmark as well. It's just this is the end of the story, and um, it's unfortunate for such an issue, you know, of importance being the nine hundred issue, but. It just didn't seem like, you know, despite the slash 900 legacy at the bottom that DC really felt it to be that important. Like if this whole story had taken place in the Batman universe and somehow this exact same story had like repercussions to the current Batman universe, then maybe. But it didn't. I tend to agree. Um, I think it is interesting that DC didn't um, do a significant push for this Batman 900 as anything that special, um, as opposed to we look at Flash number 800 and Wonder Woman number 800 both coming this month, and they were the cover of their advertising magazine. Um, of course, both of those are series enders and trying to launch the new runs for those characters. But I think it's funny. Um, maybe DC basically just thinks that Batman sells, so we don't need to go all out on big anniversary issues in terms of uh, promotion. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but 100 issues ago, Batman number 35, uh, during the Tom King run, that only got a variant cover. Um, it was the end of a three-issue arc, um, and it, it didn't really have anything to do with any kind of anniversary. Part of me no. likes that. Part of me thinks, like, this should just be another issue. Part of me thinks that this 900, they did try to make it sort of an anniversary, but it felt like padding to me. It was. I mean, now I will say this. I, I And I know it's a couple of years away. But at some point, DC's going to have to go back to Legacy for this. They just have to, to, to get to issue 1,990. <laughs> yeah, they're going to they're gonna have to go back to Legacy. Yeah, and, and as that push comes again, we got time, folks. So don't, don't go rushing to put your orders in with your comic shop just yet. But at some point, DC's going to have to make this legacy again and and i know you know this this idea of relaunching and relaunching and relaunching with the hopes of getting new readers it just doesn't i don't think it works but that's just one man's opinion but that's just one man's opinion here's all the questions i have for batman um 135 uh do you have any Last topics you want to cover before we give our rating? 
Um, I loved the ending. I loved Tim coming down and like an angel from heaven at the end of the multiverse, which that actually made me laugh. You like the end of the multiverse. I see the infinite universe is you're at the end of the, okay, you reach the end of the internet. Okay. Um, but still, Batman's all there by himself, and then Tim comes and he gives a big old hug, and it just, I loved it. And I just was like, I wonder if what, Fritz Martin reads this book. And okay, so 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 since you said you had to bring it up, so here are, my, here are my two gripes. Since you had to go there, I went there. You went there. Okay, so gripe number one, and this is this is this is this again, just Theo. They need to just have one Robin. I'm sorry, folks. All these Robins running around Gotham have to stop. And since Damien's coming back, he was rightfully Robin. Just give it back to him. Give Tim, give Tim Red Robin back. What's wrong with that? What is wrong with him being Red Robin again? Anyway, or the Drake? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm so funny. I feel like no, Sam is trolling no. Theo at this point. She is probably definitely trolling Theo at this point because, and I'm pretty sure she's trolling Ian too. Because I'm probably no, actually, sure. I thought that the Drake was fine. I'm one of the weird people. Are you serious? No, he's oh, stupid. Why would you? Why would your secret name be your last name? Because <laughs> it's a dragon. And he should be Draco. Anyway, he's got dragon blood. Like what's his name? Charlie Sheen. Oh my gosh. Just down. dumb. Just dumb. And two. I mean, how is? It? I just don't. It, why can't this Tim Red Robin be the Tim that's in? The Tim Drake book yeah. minus Bernard. I just, I just, I don't get it. How like, we can get yeah, such good writing? How could we just have such good writing and then you jump into another book and it's just Poo-poo. terrible? Poo poo. Okay. Is that how you feel, Ian? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Tell us how you feel. All right, so let's give Batman number three, uh, 135 a rating out of five multiversal Robin suits. <laughs> oh, gosh, that giant R. <laughs> that is hilarious. I was about to tell Theo, you know, they aren't really two Robins. There's Robin and there's Robin with the giant R. <laughs> it's big R, Robin. And that's what I had mentioned to you before. I was like, no matter how much crisis there is, the Bat family always has time for branding. If you want your business to be a success, you should always make time for branding. I say... I'll say four. I got a lot of happy feels from this book. Selena... Not so much happy feels from Selena. But I thought the art and the... The art in this book is quite magnificent. Even though... I'm not a big fan of Hawthorne or whoever that was. Um, yeah. And I love the hug at the end. I don't like the Zoranar Batman at the end. Uh, yeah. I'll say four just because it was very pretty. And I'm just, I'm kind of glad this arc is over. I'm glad Batman's going home. We're both hanging. Here we all. I will give it a three. Two, five. 
only because it's the 900th issue, DC. 900. So wait, does that make it a better or a worse rating? I'm giving it an upvote to try to give it importance. Now this is funny um, because I I chose my rating before you guys did, oh, and God. here we go. We don't have a mode. Thank you, Jesus. I gave it a three. Um, and see, he kind of hinted at so so he kind of hinted at it. So I said I can't I can't give it a three. He hinted at it. he hinted at it, and I'm like, yeah, I can't give it a three. I did. When did I hint yes, at it? Yes, you did. Right before right before you we got into ratings, you said three, and I'm like, oh yep, I know we need to give it. I did. Uh huh. Don't remember this at all. <laughs> and that was just five minutes ago. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure Steph will have it in the outtakes, or she may just leave it in the cast. Um. All right. So I gave it a three because I think it is above average. It was mostly an enjoyable read, but it was exhausting. Like I was reading it, and I was just like, I'm still reading this. And I've read books that are like really long that I don't get tired. So I think. I just didn't have a super amount of interest in this whole story because it's a filler arc in a multiverse with characters that don't matter because they're not going to continue in relationship with this Bruce that we care about who's going to continue being the main character. You know what I'm saying? And even the multiverses, I mean, and I'll agree, so many of them are either their animation or, or movies or, um, what's the word, Elseworlds. Yeah, like Red Rain. Yeah. I think the only one that really was out of place was Terry. Because Terry is in continuity. He is in our universe. That's true. And yet he and Bruce were there like they were part of a different universe. So that one that one didn't fit right. That one didn't but fit like, right. I see what he was doing thematically with that. It's just if you try and make it make sense, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that the three artists did a good job, but I think they clash more than usual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so that also keeps it from really going up for me. Um, so those are the reasons it wasn't over a three for me. I'm not saying this is a bad issue. I just was not overjoyed. I do think there's a lot of good here. I just think that execution-wise, it, it kind of falls down, and it really should have been a three-issue arc. I think there's enough meat in this story to have three solid, action-packed, exciting issues, dragging it out to the length of six issues kind of killed it for me. That, that's all I had to say. It, it, it's a three, so it's good, but it's not great for me. And oh, what did Scott give it? I forgot Scott to tell gave you guys. it a four and a half. Oh, yeah. Scott gave it a four and a half, which, oof, man. We need to maybe read Scott's review and... Do a rebuttal or something. I don't know. Or maybe I'm Scott. I feel like that's what we did in our podcast. I feel like we gave our reasons. Um, that gives us an average of three point six. I will say we we are a quite a we are quite an influent influential group of individuals because I mean we got Ian to change his rating on Detective last episode. Woo-hoo. So. Maybe we need to bully Scott into lowering. No. <laughs> don't bully Scott. He does lots of work. No, 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 no. I'm teasing. I don't like bullying people. Unless it's Ian. 
I knew it. Whether you are a first-time TBU Comics podcast listener, a 13-year veteran, or anything in between, we'd love to hear what you think about this episode or any of the comics we discussed. Send emails to tbu at thebatmanuniverse.net. Join our Discord server linked at thebatmanuniverse.net. Send us a tweet at tbu underscore comics. Or, if you're a patron, leave us a comment on our Patreon page. We'd also love it if you left us a review on iTunes. We'd love to read your comments on the next episode of the Batman Universe Comics Podcast. Batman may claim he works alone, but we know that he needs the Bat Family. Join the TBU Bat Family and let us know what you think. All right. So, let's move to Greater Gotham. And we'll start with everyone's favorite comic, Free Comic Book Day, Night Terrors, one shot. I did not read that. I skimmed through it and decided that my vacation planned for the last half of Nightmares couldn't have been better planned because I am not looking forward to this. I'll read it later. Is that an abstain? It's an abstain, but I looked at it and I <laughs> I hate horror. It is a thumbs down for me strictly 100% because of the art. I, I attempted to read it, but when you have when you have these two different styles from from Howard Porter of all people and who's the other artist in Chris Bachelor. And they're both terrible. I just I will give the perfect example. Charles Souza's run on She Hulk was absolutely perfectly written. I could I could I could not have found a more perfectly written story. The art was downright terrible, and it just took everything away from it. This is exactly the way I feel about this. I could not get through the third page because of the art, and it was just downright terrible. And you get through the second half of the book, and then you deal with how it pours art, and it's just <clears throat> so it's thumbs down strictly on the art sorry joshua williamson the story might have been absolutely wonderful to set up the event but i just could not read it and if it's a free comic book story these are going to be reprinted in whatever later right i don't know if this is this i don't know i don't know if this is like the other ones or have been in the past this is a it's a neutral for me i didn't hate it but i'm not Super excited about the event in general. Uh, I like Chris Batchelor's art. I don't like Howard Porter's art, so it's kind of a wash for me there. Um, How's the writing? Honestly, it kind of feels like Shadow Wars. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I'm not super excited about that. Uh, at least a bunch of the other books are going to be written by different people, so hopefully that'll be better. Again, Again, Joshua Williamson is writing too damn much. Yep, you're not wrong. 
Okay. Um, Poison Ivy, number 12. I speed read through that. And I miss, I, sk- I think I skipped the last one. I think, I guess thumbs down. Her hero's journey is not really one. And the first thing she thinks when she gets out of the car to see Harley, oh, I'm not going to tell Harley that I cheated on her or that I did all these horrible things. <laughs> see, this is what I'm saying. Poison Ivy is not better than the Joker. I can't give it an honest rating, but from what I read, I would say thumbs down. And it was all monsters and gross. I gave it a I give it a thumbs up because she, yeah, she she did say she wasn't gonna tell Holly she slept with Janet just yet. But she did save all of the ladies that were infected with the spores, with the exception of uh the one who didn't want to. Who didn't want to, um which I'm assuming was a Playback to the whole COVID vaccine thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um, I still think there's more to her journey. But yeah, I I did give it a I gave it a thumbs up. I continue to abstain from this series. Batman and the Joker: The Deadly Doer, number seven. Is this the final the finale? It is nice. How'd it go? <laughs> Am I the only one who read it? Yep. Thumbs. Might a good thing. Thumbs up. Bruce and Joker go that go at it one more time to beat the crap out of each other, and Joker and Holly gets away, and he puts a ring on it. And Dead Lady, you know, turns out she wants to be a hero, and everybody thinks she's dead, but she's actually alive, and she's going to let Bruce do what he do and save Gotham because she feels he's truly, you know changed in how he wants to do his job and she's going to be waiting in the wings to take over when he's done and make Gotham hers in her own image and that's it but it was a good ending, great art thumbs up that sounds really wacky, gotta say Spirit World, number one I might have been the only one who read this one I didn't know he was supposed to read that one I didn't read that yeah, one yeah, I put it on late because I forgot I did read it, though. Neutral only because of my girl. This is a massive thumbs down for me. I find the new character incredibly obnoxious. The art is incoherent. The action does not make sense. And I'm surprised that Theo didn't give it a thumbs down because they called Cass Orphan again. Ian, that's not wrong, but Cass is an automatic upvote, so... Everything else being down, it's a neutral. Fair. Uh, the Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries, number eight. Abstain. Abstain. This one I did read because it's written by my boy, Sholly Fish, and I love his stuff. And it was quite a clever, funny little story with tons of references and meta humor. Um, I enjoyed it. Not my favorite of the run, but it was fun. Thumbs up. Um, Gotham Academy Maps of Mystery One-Shot. Oh. So, thumbs up. But it's just a reprint of a bunch of stuff that's already been out. So, if you didn't want to buy the other books where these were backups, this is your chance to read them and have them. And they're all very, very good. And Maps is delightful. Um, But there is nothing new here for us to enjoy. 
Thumbs up for all of those reasons. <laughs> I'm going to give this one a neutral, not because of the quality. Um, I actually bought every single one of these pieces as individual issues because of these stories. And it's a neutral instead of a thumbs up because the content's a thumbs up. But it's a neutral because they didn't commission a new short, which I think they should have. They should. Even just like a four to six page short. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even commission a new cover. The cover is just a bunch of graphic design over one of the pages from the stories. That irritates me. I want more Gotham Academy content. I don't want to be told, oh, here's Gotham Academy content if you're a dumb dumb and you didn't collect it like a good Gotham Academy fan. I just really annoyed. <laughs> and and I'm not saying that if you didn't get the previous uh, collection, uh, the, the previous pieces of these stories before, you're a bad Gotham Academy fan. I'm just frustrated that DC put out this is five different pieces put together. If you didn't get those things, they they didn't advertise it well. They don't connect together, and so I'm just like, I think Gotham Academy is such a phenomenal property and they could do these OGNs. They have this whole OGN market that they're doing right now pumping out. They could have this team do an OGN in that market and I think it would do great. But instead they're doing a bunch of backups and then collecting them and not even doing a new story. Was this in was this in Batman or was this in Detective? Um so three of the pieces are from Batman. Um one of the pieces is from Batman in black and white. And one of the pieces is from the summer anthology Saved by the Bell Rev. Oh, they did all of those. All of them are together in this. I just thought they did the I just thought they did the uh the the, the main story once uh, she went once Maps went looking for what's her name. That was the first one. The one with yep. the with the one with the Chinese Monster. water critters or whatever they were. Yeah. Chinese. The reason I own three issues of Williamson's Batman run. Um, all right. Batman. In- oh, wait. Sorry. Um, Batman White Knight presents Generation Joker. Number one. Thumbs up. But the conflict at the end is a little silly because Jack is literally taking his kids to these random places. And one of the random places happens to be a place with a woman who has this giant like death trap set up for him? That's what. There's no way she would have known that he was coming because he's a hologram stolen by his daughter, and he's just taking them to random places from his history. But anyway, other than that setup, I really enjoyed it, and I love that the kids are angry with him, but they still kind of want to bond with him. And I love Bruce secretly messaging uh, Harley in front of the FBI lady. And that was really cute. And it was, I liked it. Thumbs up. That Wonder Woman, right? Was that Wonder Woman? Yep. yep. Oh, well, the Wonder Woman FBI lady. <laughs> Diana Prince. Oh, yeah, that's her name. <laughs> yep. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I was Ins- in a hurry. Insert that gif. That, that, that gif of you missing the point. The point is <laughs> flying right over. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, definitely thumbs up for me. Um, I did have a, a question that as, as Steph did about how she knew about Jack and holograph form. 
I do wonder if this is actually the end of him since he's supposed to be dying because he's running out of power. Again. Uh, again. <laughs> again. But um yeah, definitely a good story. And and I I like the fact that everyone seems accepting now that Bruce and Holly are married, including Jack. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up for me, too. This is actually the most polished I've seen Marka Andolfo's art for a long time. Um, she's been a lot sketchier in her own, create her own stuff, and I think it looks really good. Um, this is the it dynamic. Did, it, did, it did not, it, it really did not look like her typical art. I really thought that at some, in some pages that that was Sean Murphy drawing. Does she have an inker? Uh, it wasn't Hollinsworth. I know that. She did. It wasn't Hollinsworth, though. I know that for certain. Well, that's the colorist. Um, nope, she doesn't have listed inkers, so that's really impressive that she's so versatile style-wise. That's really cool. Um, I mean, I'm a fan of her stuff in general, but uh, that's like uh, another level of cool for me. Thumbs up for me. This is the best dynamic that Sean Murphy has created, and I think Katana Collins did a really good job with the last Harley Quinn miniseries, and I think she's doing a good job doing the next generation of Harley. Uh, I like the kids. I, I like the way she writes Bruce and Harley and Jack. Um, I think one of the problems with a lot of the, the main miniseries in White Knight for me is that this is the heart of the story, but Murphy isn't nearly as good at doing other characters like Dick and Babs and Jim Gordon and um, it just feels like a lot of them are, are less focused and, and less successful for me. Obviously, it's one of the best-selling um, ongoing Elseworlds that DC has going for it, so I'm probably in a minority opinion. But I've always been a little held back because I think the wider DC stuff is where Murphy tends to struggle, and this is the stuff that I think he really excels at, and he and his team are doing a great job here. So definitely, Are you, are you familiar but, with the co-writer? Katana Collins or the... No, no, no. Clayton McCormick. No, I'm not. Actually, I don't know who that is. Are you? No, I'm not. Okay. And, and when I looked them up, all the only stuff I saw on uh, the League's page was uh, some indie stuff and uh, White Knight. All right. And lastly, for Greater Gotham, Batman Incorporated number eight. <gasps> Thumbs up! Oh my goodness! Okay, I'll be honest, I don't remember how it ended. But everyone's conflicted, bad things are happening. Oh! Joker Brazil is getting ready to kill everybody. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it Brazil where El Gato's from? I think it was Argentina. Argentina, that's right. Yeah. It is, yeah. Which shouldn't be Spanish, it should be Portuguese. Oh, I thought Argentina was Spanish. Oh, it's no, you're probably right. Now, now you said Brazil. Brazil. I was thinking Portugal. Brazil is Portuguese. That's right. Hold on. I'll tell you. It's Spanish. I hope no, my boy. Night Runner. No, no, no. It was, it was Argentina. It was Argentina. Yeah, it was. I'm worried about my man, Night Runner. I really like that guy, and I don't want him to die. See the French one? That's yep. the French one. Yeah, they kind of just let him out to hang to dry, didn't they? Well, I mean, they didn't necessarily let him to hang out and dry. I mean, as they were going to help him, they got called elsewhere. Yeah, there's apparently, I mean, Joker Inc. is apparently very large, very well-equipped, and causing a lot of death. 
I do like the idea, though, of, well, if Batman can have one, I want one, too. <laughs> it's definitely what Joker would say. Although, it's still weird. We have a Batman Inc. story, and there's still no no sight of Batman. He should be back in the next few issues, and now that he's coming back to Gotham, right? 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 Am I alone here? I don't care. <laughs> you don't care. Thumbs up for me too. It's really great to have John Timms back on art. Uh, we got a chance to meet John Timms at uh, C2E2, and he was very nice. Um, and his art's just really, really good here. And I just love the way that Brisson is developing the whole cast. There's lots of character moments, not just for Ghostmaker, even though he's still the lead. Really inventive, really exciting. And I'm glad that. Um, Man of Bats isn't necessarily dead. He's he's hovering on death's door, but he's not necessarily dead. So that makes me happy because I was really mad last last issue, even though I liked it. Um, I am still pleasantly surprised with how well Brisson is doing. Yeah, definitely. I hope that he's able to do. Um, it kind of feels like this might be the last arc, um, but I kind of hope he gets another one. It'd be nice to get three arcs out of this title. It's really good. Um, is this the first time we've seen Grey Wolf without his mask? I think so. I that threw me for a bit. I thought he was a wolf man. I didn't realize. Yeah, I thought he, he was kind of like a, or like permanently grafted to his skin or something. <laughs> I didn't realize he was a human being. <laughs> so what are, what, what are the thoughts on, on them shipping him and Knight? Oh my goodness. I thought that was so interesting. I'm here for it. <clears throat> wait, wait, Squire has grown up, y'all. That little Squire. She's dating Our a wolfman. <laughs> Our Squire has grown up to become Knight, and now she's got her a little boo. A little boo? <laughs> that dude is enormous. He's like, he's, he's, yeah, he's got a value. The, the last p- uh, panel of them leaving the restaurant, I wasn't sure if he was like grabbing a jacket or about to punch her in the back of the head. It was very ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's punching her. I didn't think so either, but I was like, it really does look like he's about to punch her in the head. And for some reason, I was just waiting for one of the restaurant owners, but the way that they had them looking at them, I was really waiting for one of them to turn on them. Like they would set a trap. Or something. Because like when when the lady, you know, handed them their food and she backed away in joy. No smile. (laughs) For nothing, and then as they're, as they're getting ready to leave, uh, the husband is in the other corner and he's like staring at them from around the wall. And I was like, okay, just go ahead and attack Mark. But yes, night angry wolf sitting in the tree. K I S S I N G. Thumbs up. I did not think this would go this direction, but I'm here for it. <laughs> This title continues to be one of the best ones that DC's putting out, and I really hope people listen to us and start buying it. It's really good. If there is one downside, if there is one, is that because of how the arcs that we've gotten thus far have been written, I don't like that we've kind of left the regional teams by. We haven't seen much, if any, from any of them. Well, I mean, the cast is enormous already. It's really, 
I'm impressed he's been able to juggle it so well, well as it and is. And I'm saying that from the standpoint of it doesn't look like Batman Inc. is going to be around for long. And if Probably. if and if they're if they're on the verge of calling it quits, then you know I, I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, if 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 we're coming to the end of the road for the series, then I I really would have liked to have seen more of the regional teams. You know, I, I I would have liked to have seen a different format for the story to where you could have gotten a little bit of you know individual stories more or less than kind of what we're getting. Because I really was hoping that we would we would have saw. Uh, what's the name? The ex cop from the Abyss storyline um, come in at some point and perhaps take up the name Black Bat. I still wanted her to take that since it doesn't look like they're ever going to let stuff happen again, which I'm fine with also. Main cast. Okay, but shutting up now. All right, and now it's time for listener feedback. <laughs> okay, so on Discord says it's a good cover. I'm ready for the album to drop. Which one? What's he talking about? The podcast. The podcast cover. Oh. The one that you 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 picked. That girl's cover. Uh, yeah. Oh, the Bat girl's cover. Yes. Yeah, the one you picked. I didn't pick it. I edited it. When does Bat girl's Theo new picked hit? it? <laughs> no, Theo did not pick it. That was Theo. That was Theo's evil twin that he killed. <laughs> okay. Well, when does the Batgirl's new hit single debut? Because I'm ready. That was a pretty quick cover. Also, nice episode today. I listened to it after work. I did go ahead and read Detective Comics, and it made me a little mad. Vano Savage really did feel like he came out of nowhere to me. I wish Rom V at least mentioned him or alluded to another threat just an issue or so before introducing him. The whole Oregon backstory just feels needlessly complicated. I feel like you should still get two more parts out of this book with a backstory that was essentially Roz killed this dude's dad and that's why he hates us. I wish the issue just instead focused on what the Orgums were trying to get out of Gotham and on finally having the earworm do something. Probably my biggest letdown was thinking that this issue would have been some sort of fight between Freeze and Earworm and finally shed some light on what was going on with this new character. I still like things about this run, but I agree with what was said on the podcast. This run is just not well constructed and many parts feel like it should be another story. This run really reminds me of some of Rom's other works like The Many Lives of Layla Starr and The Savage Shores. I love both those stories, but their tones don't feel like Batman books. Maybe Rom just needs to be on something like Justice League Dark or on Aquaman. I feel like those would be better fits at this point. And then Borovac said on Discord too, I like Vandal Savage just fine, but I don't care for all the history lessons this current arc of tech is becoming. As soon as Talia went into story time mode a few pages in, I skimmed the rest of the issue and don't feel like I missed much that I actually care about for doing so. It's just not the story I came for. I picked up the book to read about Batman, not to hear Talia drone on about some so-and-so from a hundred years ago who such-and-such, etc. Yeah, that story is meh. We actually had a lot of really good conversation after that, which was more about the back and forth, so I didn't want to like excerpt it because it would be kind of weird to read. But um, as always, we definitely appreciate all your commentary. Uh, We appreciate 
very much that you're listening, and we appreciate even more that you guys and us uh, can have that conversation on the Discord. So again, plug for the Discord. Please join us. Uh, we're always up for talking about the comics, and it's a really good environment, I would say. Lastly, we have our patrons that we will thank for their support. Um, thank you to Lisa Slack, Donovan Morgan Grant, Austin Davis, Ian Miller, Stanton's Grave, Johnny McCloskey, Gerald Green, Donald Townsend, Cesar Diaz, Joshua Lappin Bertoni, Ed Grouse, Jessica Morales, Rob O, Captain America, David Richards, Tim Garassi, Mary Garrett, Robert Lewis, Stephanie Mounts. Thank you for helping us keep the show on the air or uh, the servers hosting all our episodes so you can go back and listen to all the episodes all the way back um, to 2009. That brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening. This is Ian. This is Dev. And this is Theo. We very much look forward to hearing you next time, and we'll see you later. <laughs> so you should apologize for having diabetes. Oh. It's a bad joke. It's not really a joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know the pain. Continue. I said nothing. This is not <laughs> something that I am involved in. <laughs> Don't worry, y'all. I will cut stuff out later. <laughs> You're not really going to cuss me out, are you? <laughs> no. I might have been on Amazon looking for the night and realizing I haven't pre ordered it yet. Okay. Uh, after saying everyone should buy it, I realized. You, are, you ought to be banned for that. You need to be punished. I know. And then okay, I at least I, had I finally of... got the Black Mirror signed by Scott Snyder. And then I realized I didn't have the White Knight Harley Quinn ordered or or the Beyond the White Knight pre order, which comes out. You get the digital. I get them physical. Because when the zombie apocalypse comes, I'm not going to have access to internet. So I need to have physical copies. Um, and I'm paying all this money for DC Universe Infinite, and the damn power's gonna go out. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the zombies are gonna come and they're gonna knock down your door, and you just need to have physical copies. A few years ago, we actually had something very similar. The power went out, we had no internet, we were living on generators for a week. And I'm very glad I had DVDs and physical copies of things. So, there, uh, the Joker, the man who stopped laughing, number eight. Upstairs. Actually, I forgot to read this one. <laughs> Why is it on the list? I put it on there because it was a Batman book. Um, Multiversity. Harley screws up the DC Universe number three. Did anyone read this one? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm not sure why you put this on here. No one's reading this. No, no, just no. I, this I, is, this I, is, I was hold up. Wait, wait, wait. I got this stuff. This is your fault because usually before we start recording, the first oh, thing you do, do this. the first thing you do. Did you read? Did y'all read? Did you read? Did y'all read? All right. Sure. In, out, in, out. Therefore. This is on me. Yes, right. <laughs> I meant to skim through it and I forgot because I also didn't care.